Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Anthony Broom. On July 20th, we are almost at fall camp. We're almost at Big Ten Media Days, even sooner in the season, right around the corner for Michigan football. So please like this video. If you're watching on YouTube, if you want Michigan to win the national championship, then hit that thumbs up. Uh, We appreciate everybody for doing that. Subscribe to our channel. And as always, head to thewolverine.com. Follow all of our work there. Get premium access for 25% off right now using the promo code GOBLUE2023. So G-O-B-L-U-E-2023, 25% off your first year of premium access. We're going to talk Big Ten today. We're going to get into it uh, with some of our predictions on the East, on the West, on surprise teams, on games that we want to see, whatever comes up throughout the conversation. Uh, As we're one week or less than a week from Big Ten Media Day, we're one week from the second day, which will be Michigan's day, along with six other teams in Indianapolis. Uh, So we'll get into that in just a second. We're brought to you by My Perfect Franchise today. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Looking for a side hustle while working your current job? Wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Well, Andy can help. Andy Ludicky is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner. Helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he is here to help you if you have any questions about business ownership. So make sure to get in contact with Andy Ludicky. You can go to their website, www.myperfectfranchise.net. Hit him up on the phone, 404-973-9901. Email him, andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Also on the website, you can book a time with him on his calendar. So No reason not to if you have interest. It's 100% free, Uh, so go and do that right now. And thanks to My Perfect Franchise, as always, for their sponsorship. AB, we will be in Indy uh, pretty much. uh, Megan, our producer, and I were talking before. Like You're at Media Day. It's like, I don't know what's going on elsewhere in the world. I don't know what's going on with any family or friends. Uh, Probably not the best thing, but it's it's an absolute sprint for uh, a day plus. So a week from now, we will be... In that storm, talking to Jim Harbaugh, talking to players, uh, how are you feeling uh, going into that? It's hard to believe it's already almost here. I think, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn or if this is a hot take, but I think pound for pound, maybe our busiest day of the year. Maybe not, you know, we have, you know, game coverage, but, you know, you're sitting and watching a game for three hours. And then um, there's press conferences that there are stops in those days. This is a uh, full on, uh, balls to the wall from the second we get there type of event. And, and that's exciting. I mean, I feel like I work best in those types of environments. So uh, for us, yeah, it's uh, the first day of school, so to speak. I, I just think of lining up outside of the Lucas Oil uh, media entrance, all the beat writers lined up with their backpacks on waiting to be let in. It really is kind of like the first day of school. So uh, for me, yeah, it, it'll be the second day. So I think the vibes will be a little more calmed down. Um, we won't get to hear a uh, Kevin Warren press conference. I knew you were going to bring it up. Yeah. Breaks, breaks my heart, honestly. Um, 
if I wanted to hear t- a politician speak, I would turn C-SPAN on. So glad that we don't have to sit through that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Happy to uh, – football's right around the corner. I love it. Yeah, we'll be waiting in line to get in uh, through security behind about 75 Ohio State reporters. I feel like they're like a you – know, <laughs> From one site. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, the the mafia that they bring – down there, they got their questions written down for Jim Harbaugh. You know, try to try to get him, catch him off I'm guard. Also, I'm also excited for John Borton to get his like twelve pounds of free beef jerky. That's I'm true. Pump for that too. So. I saw at SEC media day they were giving away free shooters, alcohol, liquor. Um, Big Ten, it just oh, means dangerous. more down there. I don't think Big Ten's going to do that, but um, <laughs> so we'll it's going to be exciting. Yeah, um, we won't get a Kevin Warren speech, but it is going to be. A lot of fun. I'm already kind of stressed out about what the Wi-Fi is going to be like in that stadium, but that's a that's a topic for another day. Um, we're going to go through our Big Ten predictions, as we said at the top. We'll talk about the East first. We'll talk about the West after that. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting race. We kind of know who the contenders are in the East. You kind of know a couple guys in the West, but there could be some surprise teams as well that we'll talk about. I want to start with this, though, on the topic of Media Day. So I think at some point next week, Cleveland.com, will come out with their poll on and they you know they uh pull different writers from around the Big 10. I don't think either of us have a, a vote for this prestigious poll yet or or at the current moment, but it's I, it's not that prestigious. They've been right 3 out of the last 12 years on the Big 10 champion. Just want to point that out. Um they picked Ohio State last year as a unanimous Big 10 champ. I think it was like first time in a while that they had a unanimous pick. Um, obviously that didn't happen. They were close, but who do you think is going to be the media's pick? I'd lean towards Michigan. I wouldn't put it past them to, to give it to Ohio state. Um, but I just feel like two in a row now from Michigan that, that it could go in, in Michigan's favor. And again, not that it really matters at all. And if you're Michigan, you probably want more of a chip on your shoulder anyway. Yeah. I think that, I can't speak for everyone. I, I do think there'll probably be some sort of split. Uh, I do think it will be Michigan whenever that poll comes out. Uh, but I could see it being I don't know how many, I don't know how many people they poll, but I could see Michigan slightly being ahead or you can make arguments for both, but yeah. Um, you know, for us, we are, and again, of course, slightly biased because this is the site we work for. This is the team we cover all that sort of thing. But I feel like the perception of this Ohio State team is shaped by what recruiting rankings say and what NFL draft analysts say in terms of these prospect lists. In terms of what's happened on the field, Michigan brings back really most of it. I went back and watched that Ohio State game from 2021 uh, recently, and Michigan really does bring back most of their contributors from that game, it feels like. They bring back most of their contributors from the, the game between those two teams last year. Uh, and Ohio State does too, but I feel yeah. like Michigan's better where it counts. And if you're, for me, the things I value, the things that you need to be to win the Big Ten, even when Ohio State is kind of running through everyone, they have been able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And I think that the reason I would still pick Michigan is because I think that they are better suited to do that on both sides of the ball compared to you know what Ohio State brings back. And that's regardless of what recruiting rankings are say or what, you know, S and P plus says what NFL drafts uh, watch boards say what PFF says. So um, yeah, you, you can't quantify everything, 
Uh, I just feel like Michigan is still better where it counts, including right now. And I'll say it, they're they're better at the quarterback position by virtue of just knowing who Michigan's uh, starting quarterback will be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I got Michigan winning the East as well. I think, as we said, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be semi-split. It won't be unanimous that Michigan will be the favorite because I do think Ohio State, and I think Ohio State, you know, deservingly so, has a really good shot at winning the Big Ten this year. Uh, you know, things don't, don't always just stay the same forever, uh, as we saw, and as we saw Michigan basically flip the rivalry and, and become the best program in the Big Ten over the last two years. So Ohio State's going to have a chance. They bring a, a ton back on defense. They bring a lot back on offense other than quarterback. The, the big storyline is their new quarterback, McCord. But at the same time, he's got everyone around him. He's got time uh, outside of that early Notre Dame game to figure some things out before they have to play. And really, that doesn't matter with the Notre Dame game when it comes to the Big Ten race. So uh, they could even drop that and, and still um, you know, win the Big Ten, obviously. But I got Michigan winning it. I got Ohio State being right there, probably undefeated at the end. I guess that means that Penn State loses to both of those teams. But I wanted to get your thought, too, on on who's going to be third. I mean, how, how is it going to shake, uh, shake out after Michigan, who we both predict will win the Big Ten East? Yeah, when I did the preview for the football, uh, the football preview magazine, that's right, uh, which is on available now. Of course, uh, they're out in the wild. Uh, I had Penn State. I have them there at ten and two. I, I feel like it's just there's always some kind of preseason hype around them, and they've kind of become what Michigan was, you know, for those those six years prior to, um, you know, prior to what's happened the last two seasons, and that. You're going to win nine or 10 games. You're going to lose to the two or three best teams on your schedule every year. And that's just, you're going to be at the end of the season, probably in a new year's six bowl game. And you're just going to kind of shrug your shoulders and be like, I don't know how to rate this year. or I don't know how to feel about it. Um, now again, Penn state, I think that uh, quarterback situation there, obviously much higher upside than they've had uh, the last, whatever it was felt like Sean Clifford was there for 10 years, but I've got them in that second spot or in that third spot. Um, So, yeah, I I think it is. I think it's pretty unanimously Penn State. I could see I guess I could see a scenario where Penn State maybe stumbles a little bit and maybe Maryland slides into that role. But to me, when I look at it's it's the top two in this conference, there's number three right behind them. And then I kind of see a pretty wide gap from there in terms of the Big Ten East. Because then you're talking about Michigan State, you're talking about Maryland, yeah. you're talking about Rutgers, Indiana. So that's again, I think that it's the the big two and the little uh, the little five in this scenario. I yeah, I think there's a slight drop off between Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, but I I think they're as close to being in that group uh, as they've been in a while. I think their defense is going to be really good. I like what they have at running back. Their offensive line has some studs up there. And then if Drew Alar can kind of be the the X factor, the guy that takes that offense to the next level, they haven't been quite dynamic recently. They couldn't run two years ago. They could run last year, but you know Clifford is just kind of Sean Clifford, right? I mean, he's he's good, not great. Now they they were quietly very good last season. The Michigan game kind of clouds how everybody thinks of Penn State, but I forget what it was. I think it was they covered the spread in seven out of their last eight games. That was a game against Ohio State uh, last season. So that was a really good team. Uh, you know, Michigan ran all over them, blew them out. It wasn't close. Even when it was close at half, 
Michigan completely controlled the game. I think first downs were like 17 to two at halftime, despite it being, uh, you know, within one score. But that was a good Penn State team. So I think I think they got a shot, and I think it could come down to that tiebreaker, which would be really interesting. We mentioned it on a Monday a little bit, but if all things are equal in some of the first few steps of the tiebreaker, which more than likely they're going to be, um, then it could come down to the record of, of each team's Big Ten West opponents and how they did. Have to point this out. Michigan does not play Iowa or Wisconsin, the two teams that are predicted to finish at the top of the West. Uh, Penn State plays Iowa and Ohio State plays at Wisconsin. So uh, you may have to be rooting for some of the, the West teams like Minnesota and Nebraska that Michigan plays this year uh, throughout the rest of the season if that tiebreaker comes into play. So I think the top three is going to be really, really interesting. You could also have one of those that don't win the Big Ten slide into the playoff, as we saw last season. Um, but you, A.B., you segued a, a little bit into what I wanted to talk about next. Is Who's going to finish fourth? I mean, there are, there's kind of that group down there. Uh, who do you have finishing fourth but behind those guys? Yeah, if I had to tear it out, uh, and I'm doing this in real time now because I didn't, yeah. I haven't really thought about it that much, but it's getting close to time to, to think about these things, power rankings and whatnot. I think it's, you know, it's obviously Michigan, Ohio State at the top, slight drop off to Penn State at number three. I think a little bit more of a drop off to Maryland yeah. at number four. But then from there, I think it's really the bottom half of this or the bottom three teams in this division. I don't think Michigan State's going to be very good. I just don't see a path to that for them. Uh, Rutgers is Rutgers. I mean, they're going to be a, they're going to play physical and they're going to have guys that dive at knees and they're going to you know be a thorn in your side. Uh, probably play some closer games than you're comfortable with, but you know I don't see them being anything more than a you know a three and nine team. And then Indiana, I mean, talk about – I know, Clayton, you like the polar receipts on, you know, the Matt Campbell, Jim Harbaugh debate from 2020. But uh, think about the conversation that was being had about Tom Allen and Jim Harbaugh, where uh, you know, Tom Allen was the bell of the ball there that during that COVID season in the Big Ten. And since then, it's been it's been pretty bad. And, you know, not well, only that, now you, you're losing guys that were captains of the transfer portal who are coming to Michigan now and – I just don't know that they're, the talent is good enough. There. I think Indiana is the last place team, probably by a decent margin. But uh, you know, after that top four, I think the Big Ten East is kind of stinky. AB, think back to 2020. People wanted Jim Harbaugh out, and who were the two darlings of the Big Ten other than Ohio State, which needed a rule change to get in the Big Ten championship game before they won it? Tom Allen and Pat Fitzgerald. I mean, just think Ooh. of what his – what has changed? Because they Northwestern was was playing Ohio State tough there in that Big Ten championship game. Um, yeah. Things have changed a little bit now. You look at these head coach rankings, which are a little ridiculous, but you know, clicks are clicks. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh's you know number three, number four in the top five in all of them. So things have you know. I'm not sure he's become a, a much better coach in the last couple of years, but he's obviously done a great job. But yeah, things have definitely changed. I got I got Maryland. Finishing fourth in the East um, could come down to the Maryland-Michigan State game, which is at Michigan State. So I guess they would have the edge in terms of where that one is played. Um, but I agree on Michigan State. I don't think they're going to be good. I think Indiana is going to end up firing Tom Allen after the season. I mean, it's just not working at this point, even though he did get them to to you know play good football for a few seasons there. Um, so 
that that's kind of where where I see it. Rutgers, you know, just going to be sixth, seventh, whatever it is. Um, but I got Maryland, and uh, that's kind of Maryland's ceiling as long as there's a Big Ten East, which thankfully for Maryland, only one more year of that. It'll be a breath of fresh air for them and Rutgers, I think, once the divisions go away. But um, anything else on the Big Ten East before we move over to the West? I cannot emphasize enough that I don't think Michigan State is going to be very good at all. I just want to keep hammering at home. Like this video if you want Michigan State to miss a bowl game for the second straight year, if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you. Um, Let's move over to the West. But before we do, we have a new sponsor alert. Do we have a sound effect for that? We have a new Uh, sponsor. Insert drum roll here. Exactly. All right, that works. Um, Anthony, you got a little extra glow to you today, I I think I've noticed. And that could be because of our new sponsor that sent us some product, Caldera Lab. Caldera uh, wants you to know that first impressions matter. There are no two ways around it. What's the first thing that someone notices about you? In most cases, it's your face and, more importantly, your skin. I'm always, you know, checking out people's skin. If you aren't already, it's time to put your best face forward. How do you do that? By adding in a skincare routine. And you know what? It's not hard. And you you just don't have the right tools until now. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Caldera Lab is the leader in men's skincare and is here to save the day. You can use our exclusive code MISH23. That's M-I-C-H-2-3 at calderalab.com to enjoy 20% off their best products. Caldera Lab creates a high-performance men's skin men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup twice a day routine to transform your skin. I think it takes less than a minute in the morning, less than a minute at night. So an absolute game changer there. Uh, the skincare world is heavily female driven. Has been uh, has long been the wild wild west for men. Whether men can't find the right brand or simply lack knowledge and understanding of it, skincare is something that requires attention. Luckily, men's skincare has never been easier with Caldera Lab and the regimen. So again, 20% off with our code MICH23, M-I-C-H-2-3 at calderalab.com, C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com, 20% off at calderalab.com, promo code MICH23. So thank you to Caldera, uh, what is hopefully a long partnership ahead. Um, Let's talk Big Ten West. So I don't think we mentioned it when when we talked about the Cleveland.com poll. They will also pick a Big Ten West winner. I expect that to be Wisconsin. I mean, do you have any objection there? It looks like all the preseason magazines are basically leaning that way. Um, But I'm going to go in a different direction. But your thoughts on who they're going to pick and who you pick in the West? I think they'll probably pick Wisconsin because it is the easy button now. Uh, I think that Luke Fickle is probably – Probably the best head coach in the Big Ten West now, uh, question mark. Well, I'll workshop that one a little bit. I think so. Maybe one of the two or three, uh, honestly, pound for pound, maybe one of the two or three best coaches in the Big Ten, just given what he was able to do at Cincinnati. And now there's a blank slate at Wisconsin. But uh, I did pick Wisconsin. Uh, I think that it will probably be a fairly swift turnaround there for him, given that now it's going to – this is where it's interesting is because, uh, you know, Wisconsin has built this this culture of being, you know, smash mouth, run the football. Uh, in a lot of ways, did a lot of things that that Michigan wants to do, but uh, they they're going to want to throw the ball there more. And they they brought in Tanner Mordecai from SMU. 
they have Braylon Allen back at running back. I feel like there's going to be a, not just a little more balance there, but I actually think we might see them be a little more explosive offensively as early as this year. So I went with, uh, I went with Wisconsin. Uh, I think that's probably who the pick will want wind up being, but you know, as we see, and as I was kind of, uh, cause I did go into when I did this for the football preview, I did go into, I forget what the website is called, but you could pick every single game every week. And I oh, spit, yeah. spit out the, the record. So that's how I did that this year. So it got really interesting to kind of tear it out. Uh, and I think it's going to be a little more wide open than just saying, oh, well, it's Wisconsin. I think that uh, it's a race that's a lot more wide open than the East is. That's for sure. But I picked Wisconsin, and I do think the media pick will wind up being Wisconsin. Hi, this is Jonathan from Lewis Jewelers. If you're in the market for a diamond, we can make the experience easy and stress-free. Not to mention we can save you time and money. As a general manager, one of my roles is to hand-select every diamond that comes into our store. Don't shop alone. Come see me or one of my trusted advisors and find the perfect diamond today. Where Ann Arbor gets engaged, Lewis Jewelers. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm not referring to you here because you actually dove in. I read your Big Ten preview. Uh, obviously, took a ton of research, especially the the top players. I mean, to differentiate those guys obviously takes a lot of time. But Wisconsin is just such an easy pick for people to make every single year in the Big Ten West because I feel like they're kind of just that one sure thing. And it's a credit to Wisconsin and what they've done and what they built. Uh, but I'm I'm zagging a little bit, and I don't think I'll be the only one to do this. But I'm picking Iowa to win the West. And I want to talk about Wisconsin in a second and and part of my reasoning there, because I do think Wisconsin will be solid. And I I believe they won eight games last year. So it's not like they were terrible, but I think they just realized they weren't going quite in the right direction under Paul Chris, but Iowa's got a lot back on that defense. And I think Iowa is going to be better on offense. That's not saying hardly anything because they were terrible on offense last year. They were pretty bad on offense the year before, but you're upgrading at quarterback. We know a lot about Cade McNamara. I think he is, uh, clearly an upgrade over Spencer Petrus. Um, you know, Eric All's coming in at tight end. It'll be interesting to see what he does there. They also have Luke Lachey at tight end. They got Caleb uh, Brown out of the transfer portal from Ohio State. So there's a little bit more firepower there offensively. And when you have that defense, you know, that defense alone almost won them the West last year. They were going in to that final week with a chance until they absolutely blew it against Nebraska on Thanksgiving weekend that Friday. So I got Iowa. Now, one of the reasons why is because I just, I just want to see, and it'll be one of the things I, uh, you know, interested to hear about next week is what that transition has been like for Wisconsin moving to the air raid system. I mean, running under Phil Longo, who came over uh, as the offensive coordinator from North Carolina. I was reading this article yesterday, and it kind of lays out how different Wisconsin and North Carolina were last season. You assume Wisconsin's going to get 
quite a bit closer to what North Carolina was with Longo there now. Percentage of snaps in shotgun last year, Wisconsin, 44.9%. North Carolina, 96.3%. Percentage of plays in 11 personnel, which is three wideouts, one tight end, one running back. Wisconsin, 35.7%. North Carolina, 81.8%. Plays per minute, Wisconsin was 1.77, 130th nationally. North Carolina, 2.53, which is 28th nationally. Can that stark of a, a change, you know, work right away is my biggest question in the entire Big Ten West because I think they probably have as much talent as, as anybody over there. Luke Fickle is the best coach on that side in my opinion, but I think that's, that's a big transition. Yeah, it is. And it's also, when you think about it, it's you're so right about Wisconsin and air raid. It's like when you, when you play and you're playing like the college football video game and you take over Hawaii and just want to run the triple option. It's like such a stark opposite of what they, they are and what they've actually been. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think that if you have the athletes and the talent to do it and, and the coaching to do it, I think I, I tend to think that'll be relatively seamless, not seamless. But there's, there's always growing pains. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have a lot of questions about that, but it is when, when you put those numbers next to each other, it is, wow. I mean, how do they get there that quickly? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm fascinated to see it. It's, uh, it's, it's it's as as exciting as Wisconsin football has been since I don't know uh, you name it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's uh, the Iowa pick is it, and, and it's amazing that you you picked Iowa without even mentioning the Cade McNamara angle. I mean, there's he's got that fire in his belly um, to you know try and get back to Indianapolis, but do it you know and and knock off Michigan. So to me, yeah, I mean that's. I think that if that's the collision course, that's probably by far the most interesting storyline. Um, but it, I would be interested in seeing, because I do have Michigan and Wisconsin playing in the big 10 championship game. Um, you know, before it, it's, it's a lot more of a test before the playoff than the last two opponents have been in terms of, you know, a talented opponent that can run the football. They can also, you know, we think they'll be able to throw it as well. So yeah, it's, I like the idea of Michigan being a little more challenged as opposed to going to Indy and, and those, let's, let's call it what it is. I mean, those games are basically just coronations for the Wolverines. Pretty much the West has never won it and probably will never win it. You know, this is the only year where they can do so before we're out of divisions, but yeah, I mean, I would love to, uh, to write about all week. You know, we come off an Ohio state game and if Michigan's in the big 10 championship, we get to write about Cade McNamara being the quarterback against J.J. McCarthy in the Big Ten Championship. It would be absolutely wild. Um, now, on who's after those two teams? Because looking at all the preseason magazines, so Athlon, Lindy's, Phil Steele, uh, and yourself as well in the Wolverine magazine with Wisconsin and Iowa as the top two. But for you, who finishes third? Because – this is where I think the West always gets crazy is it's just so hard to predict. It's hard to predict at the top anyway, because there's just not that much separation, but um, who finishes third in your mind in the West? The thing about the big 10 West is that if you finish third, it's, you could be five and four or four and five in, in the West. And that's you just, probably will be, that's just how it is. And 
with that in mind, you know, talking about Wisconsin and how I don't think it's going to be that quick of a turnaround. I honestly think Nebraska is going to sneak up on some people. Uh, again, I'm not obviously not picking them to win the West, not even picking them to be the runner up, but could I see a scenario where they go five and four of the big 10 and find a way to get to eight wins? Uh, I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Uh, it reminds me a lot of, uh, well, let me just say this. It is so, it is a lot easier to go from, you know, bad or middling to good than it is to take that step from good to great. I don't know. I don't know what Matt rules ultimate ceiling is going to be at Nebraska, but do I think that he's, they are going to be competently coached enough. And that I, do I think there's enough talent there to win eight games, especially in that division? Yeah, I, I do. I do. So I'm going with Nebraska. I picked them to go eight and four. I have them going five and four in the Big Ten. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I got them too, and that's a hot take because all those preseason magazines that I looked at, the the national ones, they have Nebraska finishing fifth. But something tells me they're going to surprise a little bit, and I just don't think the level of competition, especially once you get past those top two teams, Wisconsin and Iowa in the West is all that tough. So it's going to give them a chance. Now I was talking to Phil Steele last week and, you know, I asked him about what he thinks Nebraska is going to be. And he said, well, Matt rule is great at building programs. Um, You know, he did a great job at temple year one. He wins one game. He did a great job at Baylor year one. He wins one game. Now those are unique, uh, you know, situations there. And, And I think, you know, Nebraska won four games last year. They're set up a little bit better, but, it's not going to be an overnight thing at Nebraska like it could be at Wisconsin. So, but I have them third. Um, and then I guess, where does that leave Minnesota and, and, and the rest of those guys over there? Cause I think Minnesota is going to be decent. Um, you know, I think Illinois is going to be okay. They'll take a pretty big step back though, with everything they lost. What do you think about the rest of those teams? Yeah. I mean, again, just speaking in tears, I think that tier one to me is Wisconsin and Iowa. I, I think it's, it's not a safe bet not in this division, but I, I, th- I feel pretty comfortable saying one of those t- two teams will be in Indy uh, Nebraska, obviously third uh, right, you know, just kind of behind them uh, Minnesota and Illinois. I have tying for fourth place at four and five in the big 10 Minnesota going six and six, Illinois going seven and five. Now Minnesota is ahead in that tiebreaker because they would have won the head to head. I just, uh, you know, just not crazy about the talent that either of those two teams lost. Um, after that, I have Purdue at six, going four and eight, three and six in the Big Ten, and then Northwestern. Now, this went to print before the Northwestern scandal. I had them finishing in last, going three and nine and one and eight in the Big Ten. Probably going to be worse than that. Uh, so, uh, Pat Fitzgerald's uh, ultimate uh, demise does not change their their ceiling or their floor, it probably just lowers both even more, honestly. So they're, uh, yeah, th- that program's in, in big trouble. But uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of who could surprise, I mean, yeah, someone from Minnesota and Illinois could could play above what I think that they have right now. But other than that, I think that's, uh, I think the craziest, the craziness in this division will come with those two teams at the top butting heads, but then, everyone else is kind of fighting for that next tier uh, between spots, whatever is uh, three and six or three and five, whatever it winds up being. Yeah. Northwestern Pat Fitzgerald's out. They're going to go from last in the West to last in the West, basically. Um, It's not going to change a ton, but yeah, I mean, I, 
those teams aren't the most interesting. Michigan does have to play a few of them. So, you know, Minnesota definitely be keeping our eye on early on in the season, how they replace Tanner Morgan, uh, how they replace Muhammad Ibrahim. They have a good receiving core, but just don't know uh, about how they're going to do that and, and replacing guys on the offensive line too. Um, so I assume our surprise pick, you know, surprise team, excuse me, in the Big Ten, it's got to be Nebraska then, right? I mean, that's – I think that would be my pick. I mean, I think the East will be fairly status quo. Uh, and then, like, Minnesota could also be a surprise team. I think it would be a mild surprise for for some if Iowa won the division like I'm predicting them to. But in terms of actually taking that step into the top half of their division, since we predict Nebraska there, I would assume that's your surprise pick. Yeah, it's Nebraska. I wouldn't. I, I don't think anyone should be surprised if Iowa wins the division. I mean, they literally. You plug Cade McNamara, a healthy Cade McNamara, into that team they had last year, they probably win the West fairly easily. And, yeah. and they lose some talent, right? They lose Sam Laporta, lose Jack Campbell, a couple of uh, shout out to the Detroit Lions on that one. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I think that it's Nebraska. I could see Illinois potentially being one still. Uh, because I just I think very highly of the job that Brett Bielema is doing there. Um, Maryland is just kind of always there in that mix, but I just feel like you know in terms of a breakout, they just always feel like they just feel like they're there as opposed to you know that they're a threat to bust through what that next level for them is. So um, yeah, I, I think it's to me, I think Nebraska is probably number one with a bullet because you know they're coming from they're coming from the weeds so to speak. No doubt. Um, last thing then, games that, that you're excited for involving Big Ten teams not named Michigan. The obvious one would be Penn State, Ohio State, and then if you include Michigan, it's really just those three teams playing each other are probably going to be the most, but Ohio State, Notre Dame, you know, Ohio State goes at Wisconsin. That'll be interesting. Penn State, Iowa, any others you know that I'm missing that you're excited to see? I think there are going to be some good – Good matchups this year. We got a couple good crossover games, and you know Michigan's two road games that they got to play in a row there early on in the season at Nebraska at Minnesota. So some fun matchups, I think, spread out evenly throughout the season. Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of crapping on Michigan State earlier, and and rightfully so. Again, I must reiterate, I don't think they're going to be very good, uh, but they play Wisconsin in East Lansing uh, in a Peacock exclusive game. I'll be watching that one. Uh, more Nebraska love. And, and really, this one has nothing to do with Nebraska. They open at Colorado, and I'm fascinated, just beyond fascinated in seeing what, what that Colorado team is going to look like. I actually think Nebraska is probably going to take it to them a little bit, but uh, that is a that is an, a, an extremely interesting matchup to me on a number of fronts. Two different coaching staffs, or brand new coaching staffs, and two programs that are building things very differently right now. Right. I don't even know who's left on Colorado's roster. So uh, not exactly the sexiest of matchups, but those are ones that I kind of have circled as, as things I'll be paying attention to. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That's one I missed. And then uh, the other one, Washington, Michigan State will be very interesting. May have to get Peacock just for that. Oh, wait, we have to get it for the East Carolina game. I guess we'll be there, so we don't need to get it, but. <laughs> Um, Peacock will, will probably be on my on my bill starting in September. Um, anything else on the Big Ten uh, as we wrap up the show? 
Not really. I mean, we pretty much have covered it here. Uh, excited to, like I said, we both kind of done uh, these these cursory previews that we did for the magazine. But you know, over the next couple of weeks, really going to kind of be diving in uh, on the teams on Michigan's schedule. I know you've been putting out the uh, the opponent previews, which have been extremely extremely good. Uh, yeah, just uh, again, can't reiterate enough that I am excited for this year. Maybe the most excited I've been for uh, a college and NFL football season ever. So just excited to get into it. Ready to talk some ball. Lions better be good. Cause I don't have Brady to root for anymore. So there's no, <laughs> there's nothing else. I'll just be miserable if they're not, but um, yeah, I'm excited for the season. So stick with us, everybody over at the Wolverine.com. We got a full team headed down to Indianapolis next week for big 10 media days. We're going to talk Michigan storylines, I assume at least on Monday during our live show, 6 p.m. Chris Ballas will also be telling his famous story of his conversation with former Michigan State coach Bobby Williams. Any other media day stories that I love to uh, to get out of him before we go down there to media day. But we'll have full coverage there at thewolverine.com. Again, promo code GOBLUE2023 for 25% off your first year of premium access. So it's a perfect time to join. It'll last you through this time next year. Uh, you get the whole season with us over on the message board, all of our premium content. Again, like this video. If you want Michigan State to miss a bowl game, subscribe to the channel. Thank you to our sponsors, My Perfect Franchise and Caldera, and we will see everyone next time.